0: Welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silowan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us, together, can let our light shine. Welcome, friends, to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. I'm your host, Silowan. Great to be with you today coming to you from Las Vegas, where nowhere else in the world than here will you find more Gideon Bibles and silicone breast implants in one place. What a crazy, crazy place is Las Vegas. I'm here getting ready to do a three-day leadership class for law enforcement professionals from around the Southwest probably have more on that in Las Vegas in tomorrow's program. But on today's program, Monday, I want to talk about some thoughts I had after a conversation with a young friend of mine. He's searching. I don't know if he knows this or not, but he desperately wants God to be real. And he's chasing that reality down all sorts of paths, some of them good, some of them not good. place in his life where he could pivot, in a very good direction or he could pivot in a very very bad direction and as we talked I thought about a similar time in my life more than anything I wanted God to be real I wanted to feel God I think if I'm honest too I wanted to feel special I was at that phase of life especially when you're young and You still don't quite understand that the world doesn't revolve around you, but you want it to. You want to discover things nobody has ever discovered. You want to see things nobody has ever seen. You want to walk around feeling like you know something that that person coming towards you on the street doesn't. About this time, I was introduced to a writer, Carlos Castaneda. Might have heard of him, might not have. He wrote a, a famous book called The Teachings of Don Juan. Now, what's this about? He wrote it as a master's student in college. And he purports, he says it's a true telling, maybe a bit fictionalized, but basically true about an apprenticeship he had with a Yaqui Indian sorcerer, Don Juan Mattis. And a great deal of the book is Don Juan introducing old Carlos to Mescalito, a teaching spirit inhabiting peyote plants. And by learning how to take those peyote plants, you go to a plane of reality where you come face to face with old Mescalito. Much of it frightening, some of it enlightening. Now, who introduced me to Carlos Castaneda? Was it some hippie college professor? Was it some drug using dude in the desert I met on my motorcycle? Was it some spoiled rich college kid with a drawer full of drugs thinking he was enlightened? No, (laughs) I was introduced to Carlos Castaneda by my priest. Now, he was very, very careful when he told me about this book. We had known each other for a while, and I, and I think he trusted me that I wouldn't read it and go off the deep end, but he wanted me to get another perspective on just how deep our world is and how much is out there beyond what we can see, what we can see with our eyes looking at the material world. And he said, you got to be careful reading someone like Carlos Castaneda because it can open you up to some evil, evil, evil things. But when you read it, when you read it carefully and you consider what he's saying, it points to a whole nother reality out there that exists. And the Bible, by the way, tells us about I'll get to that in a minute. And he wanted me to read it so I was sober in my pursuits. Because, see, the danger is, You search for enlightenment and you do it in a way that it's this personal enlightenment. I'm looking for this knowledge. And it can feed your ego. And if it feeds your ego, it will drive you to darkness. It'll drive you to the evil spirits. But if you look at it soberly and you read it understanding that you should fear where you can go when you go to this world if you're not careful, then, just maybe, you can allow yourself to be led and lifted up by your faith in God, in Christ. And that when somebody says to you that the Christian path of prayer and enlightenment is one of humility, that's what keeps you safe. That's what keeps you safe when you look into these worlds. That's what keeps you safe when you look into these things. It's the humility to understand that you can't go there without God. Now, once i had read this book and I talked to old Father Sergius about it and we got a little deeper, at that point we were spending a lot of time talking about prayer, how to pray, what do you pray for, what does prayer mean. You know, one, one of the things you learn is, you know, you don't pray for some spiritual experience. That's your ego talking. That, that's you wanting to be some holy wise man. You just pray to draw closer to God. You pray to humble yourself. You you pray that that maybe you can understand what God's will is for you, but you got to be careful that you don't turn it into magic, that you don't turn it into like a Carlos Castaneda pursuit using peyote to meet Mescalito. But if you're careful, if you focus on the right things, you sure might be surprised and you sure might face and see some things way more fantastic than a little mescalito on peyote. You know, one of the things that Father Sergius talked about was getting up in the middle of the night to pray. And it's just what I said. It's that simple. Set your alarm to start. Once you get used to it, you'll just wake up. You know, you go to bed early, rested, give yourself time in the morning to get ready so you're not freaked out, you're not sleeping much, but just wake yourself up in the middle of the night. And then usually, you know, you want a Bible, you want something to guide, maybe, you know, a Psalter to read, the Psalms, whatever. But wake up in the middle of the night, get up out of bed so you're not lying down, stand up, I I recommend standing up, maybe sit in a chair. And just start reading your Bible. First thing you'll notice is the stillness and the quiet. Not just in the world, but in your head. Because the worries of the day have had time to kind of float away. And what you'll find is you won't pray for the same things. You know, the danger sometimes of praying outside of stillness is we just pray like in the moment. Like whatever our stress and anxiety of the day is. Which that's okay too, but... That, that can be all that prayer becomes. But you wake up in the middle of the night and that stuff's had some time to kind of recede back into your brain and all you're looking at is the darkness. You, you will pray for different things. In my experience, you do less praying for things and you do more just trying to talk to God, thanking God, wanting to be with God. And just let that go for a little while. Don't put a lot of pressure on yourself. If it's five minutes, that's all right. Go back to sleep. If it's an hour, go back to sleep. But I'm telling you, if you do it night after night, pretty soon, it's like dreaming in living color. Now, if you ever had a lucid dream in living color, you know what I'm talking about. You got the dreams you don't remember. You got the dreams you sort of remember. And then maybe once in your life, maybe a couple times in your life, you had those dreams that are like in living color. There's an exercise I learned when I was in college studying Jungian psychology. And it was sort of a technique to learn more from your dreams by having more lucid dreams that you could remember. And basically what you did is you put like a pad of paper and a pencil or a pen right by your bed. And first thing you did when you woke up in the morning, like first thing, you're not even out of bed yet. You you, you reach over, you grab it, you write down, what you dreamed. Now, first couple times you do it, it might be nothing. So you just write down nothing. I can't remember what I dreamed or I dreamed nothing, whatever you put. But what you'll find is after a couple of days of doing that, you'll start remembering those dreams and you'll write down what it is. And then the longer you do it, not only do you remember more, but the dreams themselves become more lucid to the point you get some really lucid dreams where you halfway don't know whether they're real or not or whether you were in them or not. Well, prayer is kind of the same way. If you create a space of quiet to prayer, where the cares of the world have kind of faded away, and it's just you and the dark and the quietness and God, magical things happen. Experiences happen that you can't describe. That are as real and as livid as that color, but It's in places that you didn't even know existed, and the good thing about it is you're being directed by God. You're being directed by Scripture. Include that with prayers of humility. Include that with prayers that it would be God guiding you into what you would see. You know, you use drugs, you use peyote. I don't care if it's natural. It's ultimately you're the one guiding that. You know, the second your brain's under that influence and those chemicals are being Targeted, that's you. Now, I'm not denying they're not going to take you to crazy places, they are. But once you're there, who are you meeting? You meeting Mescalito or you meeting Jesus? Now, if you're listening to this right now and you're like, what the heck is this guy talking about? Where is he going? Well, let me read for your consideration Ephesians chapter 6. Verse 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Well, that was written 2,000 years ago, friend and friends. It's just as applicable today. Those things are going on around us. There's a battle. The light and the dark. You don't even have to be a Christian to understand it's happening. You know, whether you believe in God or not, it's going on. Whether you're a Christian who believes in this stuff or not, it's going on. Whether your prayer is just, you know, a little bit at dinner and then, you know, at night saying a few words and going to sleep, or your prayer is deep, waking up in the middle of the night, it's going on. Our war is not against flesh and blood. Our war is against the rulers, the authorities, and the cosmic powers. Those are other dimensions, folks. On one hand, that should excite you. Christianity is not boring. The deeper you go, the deeper you get and there are worlds you can explore that you cannot imagine. And they're there whether you see them or acknowledge them or not. But it's also scary because you can go down those worlds and you can go down those roads without Jesus. You can meet Mescalito <laughs> with a little peyote or acid or LSD or whatever the heck you want to take. You can go down that path without a guide. You can go down that path with a guide that's taking you to a destination you don't want to end up. But it's real. It's real. What I would say to my young friend, what I would say to anybody that believes in those cosmic dimensions where there's a battle going on, number one, begin your journey in humility with no other aid than God. No other aid than God. Nothing that can get you off track. Nothing that can distract you. Nothing that can make you say, was that the drugs or was that God? Was that Mescalito or was that Jesus? Begin it on your knees with humility. And then all those efforts that you put into experimentation, all those efforts that you put into exploring new worlds, put it into prayer. Man, there are prayer warriors, Christians in the desert, In the mountains, so much to learn about going as deep as you want to go where it's nothing but you and God, and that's it. Nothing altering your chemicals, nothing altering your brain. You don't need that. Trust me. You can see magical things without any of that, with nothing more than God. Go down that path. Open yourself to a world that brings nothing but peace and love. If the journey you're on is taking you to a place of evil, you've gone down the wrong path. If it has scared you, if anything other than just the fear of God has scared you, you've gone down the wrong path. You'll know you're going down the right path by the light you see, by the love that you feel, by the peace that it brings. It's a journey that is worth going down. It's a magical journey. It's a journey with a million paths that you begin to understand that living forever is a possibility because the paths are endless. And God's love is endless. And His light goes on forever. So go deep. Get serious. Expect to be blown away by the majesty of God and his power, but beware, that world is real. And there are people going there a whole bunch of different ways to a whole bunch of destinations. And you need protected on that journey. You need humility on that journey. It's worth going down though, my friends. So don't let me scare you. Let me get you excited. Hopefully you're wondering what I'm talking about. (laughs) Well, there'll be more on it. But that's all for today. I'm here in Las Vegas. I'll be back with you again tomorrow on Tuesday. Until then, aim high. Spread your wings. Keep your eyes on the things that matter. And just maybe you'll do it in the middle of the night. Wake yourself up. Sit there in the quiet for just a minute. Pray out loud. Pray out loud, like you're having a conversation with God. Ask Him into your heart. Read some scripture. Maybe it's Ephesians 6, and you ask Him, Help me understand this. Help me put on the armor of God. Help me wrestle with these powers and these principalities. And then go to sleep and do it again. And you'll find some magic, and some peace, and some love. Those are the things that matter. So until next time, I am your host, Silowong Green, from the city that never sleeps. Peace. You've been listening to The Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on the Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green.